going on, fellow Zeros? Thank you so much for tuning in to Zeros Talking Heroes, the podcast that supposes it's upper-class humor. We don't get it. I'm your host, Joe, and I brought along two other Galahads, credit the sequel for that one, <laughs> to talk to you about Kingsman The Golden Circle. We've got... We'll start with sequel. The podcast with brains, skills, and skipping rope. And Corey. The podcast that loves a good Jack and Coke, but agrees you can go fuck yourself. Well, that was a short intro. Let's get into what we've been watching this week before we start talking about the movie. Hey, Corey, what have you been watching? I watched Boiler Room. It's a good wow, movie. I've seen that movie once in like a long time ago. Yeah, it, I watched it once a, a long time ago. Vin um, Diesel, right? Vin Diesel's in it. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck's in Who's it. Who's the main... What's that? Giovanni uh, Ribisi. That's, that's it. it. Yes. I can never remember his name. It's a really good movie. It's a fun movie. Like, if you're in sales and you watch that movie, it kind of... Kind of pumps you up a bit. There's a couple of different like parts in it that you're like, yeah, sales is definitely I could do this. And then it's like in like an internal tragedy too, all at the same time. It's just a, it's more complex than you think it is. Agreed. Yeah, it was fu- it was a fun fun thing to rewatch, and it was like on HBO Go as I'm just like flipping through all the random movies that they have, and I was like, you know what? Why not? I love the scene where they're all sitting on the floor watching Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross. Yeah, that's my favorite scene of the whole movie. Is that the Alec Baldwin movie? Yes. Okay. Always be closing, Jim. Yep. <laughs> Coffee's for closers. Coffee's for closers. That coffee. No, no, down. no. I thought they were watching um, the one with with Sheen with uh, Wall Street. Well, yeah. They're watching Lindsay like Graham Ross. I know you've seen it more recently than me because I'm pretty sure that um, it's the scene. It's the scene where Charlie Sheen walks in. Green is good. Zero's talking here. We'll be right back after this debate is settled. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like 90 you could add that in. That'd be an awesome <laughs> Again, I watched it today, so I, I you you should get this right because they because in another scene they mentioned that they'll always be closing. So I didn't think that was the movie that they were watching. I thought it was Wall Street. But they do reference Long Gary. Yes, they yes okay. they do. They 100 yep. percent do. Yes, because they literally use that line. They're like, you remember what he says in that ABC? Always be closing. Yes, always be closing. It was Wall Street, guys. The answer was Wall Street. Wall Street. Okay. Credit to Corey. I mean, I literally <laughs> watched it less than less than seven hours ago, so I hope I had gotten that right. Um, and I also started watching Manhunt Unabomber, because it is already on Netflix. It just aired in August. Oh, that miniseries? Yeah, that miniseries. Okay. They already put it on Netflix. Really? Yeah. Oh, so nice. I was able to get through like three episodes in the time it would have taken me to get through an episode and a half watching it on the DVR, so pretty stoked on that. It's good. I didn't realize that the guy who did the criminal profiling was from Philadelphia. And, like, his whole basis, at least in the show, the whole basis of, like, how he, like, came up with his theory of how he was going to use behavioral profiling was based off of the way that he says, um, H2O. How do you say it? Water. How do you say it? Water. Now, if you're from Philadelphia like I am, you say water. Water? Water. So there's, like, a... Diet like he uses dialects to decipher where the Unabomber was living. It was interesting stuff. Yeah, that makes sense. But he was from Philadelphia, so he said water at one point, and somebody made fun of him. I was like, "Why are you making fun of him for the way he says water?" And then it clicked that we say it weird. <laughs> but that's what I've been watching. Cool. Hey, sequel. What have you been watching? I watched the movie Heather's. I've heard of this. Winona Ryder, Christian Slater. It's a movie from the early nineties. When I was a kid, this movie used to be on, like, Channel 11 all the time. And I watched it, you know, it was an entertaining movie. And then I saw it on Hulu, and it's really dark and, like, really bad. There's a lot of bad things in that movie. I didn't realize. I was like, like, poorly done? or No, just, like, there's a lot of cursing. There's a oh, lot like of sexual, okay. sexual references. It's a lot more violent than I remembered. Hmm. It's about um, Christian Slater and Winona Ryder go around killing their classmates. It's more Christian Slater's idea of Winona Ryder just along for the ride. But they kill the Heather click that kind of runs the school. Oh, nice. Right, it's like a darker Mean Girls. That was a good movie. And I've been watching a lot of West Wing, West Wing as of late. Hmm. Right. I like that show. Aaron Sorkin. It's his best work. Never seen it. It's, You'd like it's it. It's about hospitals, maybe? West Wing? No, it's about the President of the United States of America. Oh. Played like by Martin Sheen. Show. That I know. <laughs> Martin Sheen's in West Wing. That's right. With Bradley Whitworth. Don't know that, man. Yes, you do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we can't take another break to find out. No, we can't. We can't afford Billy Madison, the bad guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes, yes, he's yes, a... Yes. Oh, shit, what's his name? Oh, it doesn't matter. 
He's a douchebag. Eric. <laughs> Eric, that's right. <laughs> I watched a couple things. I mean, I caught up on Rick and Morty. I caught up on the Orville. The next episode of the Orville, the last episode of the Orville, wasn't really funny so much, but it, like, like they took a stance and, like, tried to do stuff. It was a ballsy move. Wasn't that funny, though, so... I mean, it's definitely it's definitely not out of the realm of something that Seth MacFarlane no. would tackle. He's just always, like, hid his political stances behind comedy. And also, I love that show because they reference things that, like, I know, but it's set 400 years in the future. <laughs> so I'm like, there's no way you people know about this. The reviews are picking up on it. Is it? It might yeah. survive. Oh, they watched the Rudolph movie. <laughs> and I'm like, why? Why did this survive 400 years? You know what? It's if there's one piece of human civilization that I hope survives, it's the Rudolph movie. Um, I actually watched a movie. I spent way too much time talking about the Orville. I didn't even want to do that. I watched the movie Gross Point Blank, which is a John Cusack movie. Love I love that movie. I've never heard of it until like two weeks ago. Very good. Really? I to watch it. It's pretty good. Yeah, I liked it. It gets really ridiculous towards the end oh, of it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if you're not familiar, it's about John Cusack plays a hitman who goes to his high school reunion and is thinking about giving up the hitman trade. Dude, after he leaves the actual physical high school reunion, the whole movie goes fucking sideways. Yeah, even before then, it's... Well, yeah, the movie's weird. going sideways before that, but, like, after that point, it it gets, like, borderline silly. It's definitely silly. So check it out if that... Sounds like something you'd be into. Hell yeah. And ladies and gentlemen, that is what we've been watching. Let's get into our movie facts for Kingsman The Golden Circle. That's the title of the movie. I'm not saying it right now. It's a new release movie. 2017 is when it came out. For all you future listeners, 400 years in the future, in 2417. It's rated R, and it's 2 hours and 21 minutes long. Its director we just recently talked about is Matthew Vaughn, who once again gave us movies like Layer Cake, Stardust... Kick-Ass, X-Men First Class, and The First Kingsman, The Secret Service. The movie stars Taron Egerton, Mark Strong, Colin Firth, Julianne Moore, Pedro Pascal, Edward Holcroft, Holly Berry, Channing Tatum, Jeff Bridges, Hannah Alstrom, and Elton John. The budget for the movie was $104 million. As of right now, it's grossed $100 million four days in. That's pretty good. $41 million of that $100 million is domestic. The scores for the movie... A little bit all over the place. Uh, Rotten Tomatoes coming in at 50%. Certified, you should have left it at 1. Corey, your shell is cracked. <laughs> uh, audience score of 74%, much higher. IMDb has this movie at a 7.3 out of 10. And Metacritic has this movie at a 44, with a user score of 6.9. That's all I have for the facts for the movie. Let's get into our general thoughts, which are going to be spoiler-free. And then we're going to get into spoilers and talk about... The entirety of the movie. And I will go to sequel first. I'm on the fence with this movie. You know, I was entertained. It had some funny moments, had some good action scenes. But, again, uh, I think the first one is a far superior film. And uh, I get you want to make a franchise, get as much money as you can. But I, I'm kind of with Corey here. I think they probably should have left it left long off alone. Keep it at one. Corey, what about you? Entertainment wasn't... A problem with this movie. It was entertaining. It did some things right, like what made the first movie good, they did that stuff again, so that was fun to watch. I didn't like the story, I didn't like how it played out. I, it, the movie's fine, it was entertaining, I just it didn't do anything for me. When I left the theater, I was like, meh. And with a movie that I love the first one, I don't want the second one to make me feel like, meh. If you happen to listen to our review of the first one, you know that I absolutely... I'm in love with the first movie. It's amazing. I think it's just fantastic. Like, that movie is so good, and this movie is good. There are very few things wrong with the first one, and at least in my opinion, and there are noticeable flaws in this movie. This is more of just a good, entertaining action movie, so if that's what you're after, and you've never seen Kingsman before, you'll still... I think you'll enjoy this movie. It's still acted really well. There's just a couple main things that aren't done nearly as well as the first movie, and we're going to talk about, about those when we get into spoilers. And from here on out, we're going to be spoiling Kingsman the Golden Circle, so if you haven't seen it yet, this is your warning to pause the podcast and come back later after you've seen it, unless you don't care about finding out what happens, because guess what? Spoilers. I'm going to say the word spoilers one more time. Spoilers. And starting now, let's do it. I didn't love the opening action sequence. 
I thought it looked very CGI, it looked way very too CGI. robotic. Yep. It, yeah, I yep. I thought that was noticeably bad. Yep, and that was that was I, and as soon as that scene ended, I was like, oh no! Like immediately, I was like, this isn't going to be as good as the first one. Well, I knew going in it wasn't going to be as good as the first one, but well, the first one was it was noticeably CG the opening scene, but I still liked it. I think the action of this movie is still really, really good. When we get the action sequences, the, the style of action sequences that we got in the first movie, I think we're fine. Which is most of the action sequences. That's just what they yeah. do. But how many of them do we get? We get the one at the end. Yeah, there's we get one, the one at in the, the end, bar. The one at the bar. One on the mountain. There's in one on the mountain. One on the mountain. In, uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. One on the mountain in Italy. There's like four or five solid action sequences in here. Yeah, that that first one though really fell flat yeah. for me. Yeah. I, it, it didn't deliver. Um, I have a bit problem with the overall premise of this movie that the organizations don't know each other, that or they nobody knows that they're linked. Like yeah, it's, well, there's there's secrets. I mean that that I have zero problem with because they don't know about each other because they're secret organizations. But the first movie, what it was a global like epidemic. Like the first movie, people from famous people from all over the world were disappearing. Maybe Statesman was on it too, but Kingsman just you know, will have it faster. I don't know, man. It's, that's it's, not that's a Doomsday a, scenario. It seems like they were accidentally stumbling upon the Kingsman when the high frequency wave happened in Kentucky, because they send they send Tequila out. That is true. After Galahad gets shot in the face, so first of all, they they come across this dude shot in the face in a suit, and they were like, "Well, we gotta save him." I mean, there's a major storyline problems there that we can get into later, but... I have very little problem with the fact that they just wanted to save the guy that was clearly a trained operative because he murdered a whole bunch of people. He has no evidence that he murdered all those people. He's they show up, and he's out front, shot in the face, and a bunch of people are dead inside. I mean, if there's, like, a throwaway flashback scene with, like, Michael Caine having, like, you know, interaction with, like, Champ or something, just to link the two... I, I just don't find it believable that they don't know each other at all. Nobody knows each other. Like, it's like a Founders thing. It kind of bothered me. I just don't believe it. Well, I think my bigger issue with the Founders thing is, like, I think there's a better way to tie the stories together. So, the throwaway line that they use is, oh, our founder? Their founder was his tailor. Right. But they happened, like, England existed, and a bunch of English people came over to America and started America. Can't tell me that one of the Kingsmen, like, one of the Kingsmen was like, dude, we have this whole new, like, country thing that we probably should watch over. It's technically ours for now. So then they send somebody over there to be, like, the stateside Kingsman. And then, we're like, once America becomes America, they're like, okay, well, I'm just going to be the statesman, but we'll keep in touch. They just didn't know about each other. Sometimes, you ever have the same idea as someone else, but not know it? That's what happened. Okay. That's how I'm writing this off. Sure. Someone was like, we should also, we should form a secret intelligence agency. No one's ever done this before. But we have, like, you know, our technologies are practically identical. Their actually technologies are better in statesmen. To an extent, but they still use the exact same idea well, of sitting at a table, putting glasses on, and seeing everybody else at different tables. It's true. Like, that's it. <laughs> that's the doomsday protocol. No, it's not. <laughs> the doomsday protocol is just a safe in England with a bottle of whiskey, and there's a safe in America with an umbrella. The fact that all of the Kingsmen sit at a certain table, and when they put their glasses on, they can see everybody, that is, we thought we thought was uniquely Kingsmen. But then you go to America, and the Statesmen have the exact same technology, and they don't know about each other. That's what I'm saying. That's why I'm saying it, because they're the... Do Someone back in the past... This is... We're spending way too much fucking time on this. Well, it's the premise but of the movie. I mean, it's a... Back in the past, big... I guarantee you... I guess, sure, someone knew about both of them. And then that knowledge was never passed on, so they would remain secret. And only in completely dire circumstances do they team up, because I'm sure they would just end up getting each other's way and have some kind of jurisdictional pissing contest about the world and... No, that is a fair argument. Yes, this is this is getting into something very political and convoluted and complex. And because <laughs> <laughs> you could go back to the first one where uh, Colin Firth wants to investigate that church, you could have Michael go like, "No, that statesman, stay out of there." You know? Like, yeah, and then yeah. we don't have that 
thing. Cause but actually, they're that's right in Kentucky. Interesting choice because ooh, who are the statesmen? It kind of gets you jazzed up for a sequel. I don't know. There's a lot of a lot of avenues you can take with this. And then he goes, and he like Galahad half goes rogue and was like, "I gotta go. I gotta go anyways." <laughs> Nuts to what you say, Arthur. <laughs> hey, Arthur was a dick. Arthur was a dick. He was a dick. He tried to kill Galahad Junior. Anyways, and we have no idea. What kind of man knew Arthur was because we saw him for about 30 seconds. Problem number two. Yeah, kill everybody, like, right away. Yeah, it's real. I'm emotionally invested in this new Lancelot. Can't wait to see more of her and her and Eggsy, like, team up. Nope, bye, Roxy. Actually, you know what? You can't say bye, Roxy. You don't know if she's dead. I think I think she's going to be alive in the third one. I think so, too. And yes, there's plans for a third one. Good. And, and, a, and a statesman spinoff. Great. Well, that's what the last scene kind of led to, but we'll get to that. Yeah. I'm. I am one hundred percent fine if Roxy survives. Because Same. we never one, saw her die. We never saw her die. But my bigger thing is like, I again. I walked into this. I was jazzed for at least one action sequence with Eggsy and Roxy doing stuff. I was pumped yeah, on that. Idea. I want to see her in a, in a fight. I yeah. want to see her do something. And instead, we got her. Feeding Eggsy information to impress the, the Actually, king of Sweden. I really like that scene. No, that was great. That's a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. <laughs> there were a couple other movies that do that, too. Um, it's, a, it's Cyrano de Bergerac, basically. What's that now? Cyrano de Bergerac? I'm saying it wrong. It's uh, the guy with the big nose. He feeds the, the noble guy lines to win the girl in the window. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Okay. Sorry, yes. Sorry, everyone who's angry that I pronounced They do wrong. that in an episode of Spongebob where he's taking his boating test. The oh yeah, yeah, with yeah, the, yeah. Yep, you're 100 right. I'm trying to think, I feel like there's a scene in. Without reference, me. <laughs> I feel like there's a scene in um, the first National Treasure where that happens. It could be. It's it's a very anything with. It happens in old school when they're getting the answer to the test. Oh yes. It's, it, yeah, it's a trope. It's it's been done, but I think this is one of the best versions of it. I think there was a little bit of an editing mishap in this movie too. Just because after that fight, that first opening action sequence, and he has to, he has to make the choice to go in the sewer in order to make his dinner on time, mm-hmm. I think he was supposed to be going to the dinner at the parents' house, because that was a really important dinner. He's going to be in a lot of trouble if he didn't get there on time. Is this like his friend's birthday at a flat? Like, at his old flat. If Yeah, mm-hmm. if it was a little bit, if he was like a half hour late, does anyone care? No. Like, I don't know. I feel like that would have led better into the dinner at the royal family's house. It would have led better, like, I understand the point that you're making, but, like, Eggsy's still at his heart is all about, like, the people that he loves and he cares about. So, yeah. I mean, I, I buy it. I'm not, I don't have a problem with that. Right, but he made it out to be like, this is going to be really bad if I'm late to this. I think his friends would understand. He's probably understood. bailed on his friends a whole bunch with his new job. That's true. So, That's true. it's important to him. Maybe. Probably. I, I'm really interested to see what, um story he told his friends as to why he managed, or how he managed to... To land the princess of yeah, Sweden. Yeah, land the princess of Sweden, that seems... I love that she's still in the movie. I love that yes. that became a thing, that yeah. they have a relationship instead of that being just a one-off anal sex joke. Yeah, no, I agree. And they, they make reference to the anal sex joke, too. They do. In this. They do. We'll get to that. We will. I also find it, I guess, I guess it's not that crazy because Mr. One-Arm survived... Charlie. Charlie yeah. survived. I didn't so. recognize him. No, I didn't either. I'm going to say he looks way cooler in this movie than in the first movie. Yeah, right? definitely. He 100%. has a very good villain look to him in yeah. this. With or without the robot arm, but the robot arm helps. I guess you're going to stick to that for all the Kingsman movies. You're going to have a supervillain and a henchman with a metal appendage. Maybe. Right. I mean, they have the technology. Right? So, well keep, can't wait for, like, to it. metal skull guy. <laughs> <laughs> Literally just a robot at that point. <laughs> But it was interesting, I find it, I, I can, you can write off that Charlie starts working for Poppy, which is how Poppy knows about the Kingsman in the first place, but she takes out the Kingsman in one false swoop because of a metal arm that hacks a computer yep. in the car. Fine. But, again, it's like, you didn't know that there were uh, there was another secret organization? Like, she seems to know so much about everything. It, like... It felt to me that she knew about the Kingsman prior to hiring Charlie, and then Charlie is just well. She knew she knew someone stopped Valentine, right? Uh, That's true. Yeah, I'm pretty sure everyone in the world knew about Valentine's thing. This one I'd buy. 
that he would because that's fair. Charlie only has inside information of the Kingsman. Statesman is a secret organization. Yeah. Unless she had a Statesman ex recruit in her stable, she wouldn't have no knowledge yeah. of it. I highly yeah. doubt. And if she did, he got turned into a burger at some point. Well, we're also, touch, we're not touching that yet. No, nope. we'll get to that. <laughs> it, it it also is pivotal that one of the Statesman recruits would have had to have been in the bunker with Valentine and survived also. Right. So the whole piece, pivotal piece is that not only does was Charlie a Kingsman recruit at one point, but he also survived the Valentine attack. So you need to have all of those things in place. So that's actually a good point. It would be really funny if like they go to flashback and just have someone poorly edited in from Statesman, just like a redneck guy in the background. <laughs> like just watching Eggsy and... Uh, oh, God, what's her name? Gazelle. Gazelle fighting right. in the first movie, like sitting there eating popcorn or something, <laughs> boots up on the table. <laughs> All right, so as I mentioned in other episodes of this podcast, I hate it when they bring a dead guy back. They come up with another. I knew you were gonna hate this. I just don't. It's a personal thing. I don't like it. Although in this one, it, I feel it's done better because Colin first death in the first one's really quick. It's, it's not like an emotional... It's emotional for Eggsy, but it's like it's like a quick thing. It's not a long, drawn-out mm-hmm. process. Yeah, yeah. He doesn't ha- have that, like, shining moment, you know? So this one, I'm as okay with it as I'm ever going to be. They also did a good job at showing that Eggsy and Merlin never actually moved on from Galahad's death. Like, they, they haven't even had time to mourn properly. I mean, so for him to come back, year, so I mean, yeah, and you think that, but as soon as the princess of Sweden mentions him, Henry, like he like breaks down, turns around, and starts talking to Harry, his... and yes, yeah, Harry, I'm yeah, sorry. that was that was actually a surprising like, like man, it got him, it yeah, hit him hard. It's his mentor. I mean, yeah. that's it. Like I, I understand sequel. You don't like when I just don't like it. I know. I'm never gonna. Like I, it. I second I saw it, I'm like sequel is gonna hate this. There are two things. I mean. Obviously, the technology, it's a spy movie, they have cool shit. Sure. So it makes it more likely that, although I don't like that thing because it's cheapens death from this point forward, but their dynamic, Colin Firth and Taron Edgerton, is so fucking good, I'm willing to overlook it because... They are good together. This movie would have been okay without Colin Firth in it, but they're just, they're dynamic together, they are so good. And I respect the fact that he included Colin Firth in all the trailers, so you knew something was yeah. going to happen, this yeah. wasn't like a shock. Like, if he came back and it was like a surprise to me, I really would have hated it, but like, you know, they didn't hide it, so... Yeah, you knew full well that the guy yeah. was coming back. I was actually criticizing the trailers for showing that, I'm like, I guess they don't care about that reveal, but now that you said that, that actually makes more sense. Right. That they're not slamming that surprise on you because they have other stuff to do. It's also the only reason that the statesmen don't light them on fire or shoot them in the face almost immediately. Like also true. Like they have this guy who's clearly an agent who's clearly British, but loves butterflies. Loves butterflies. What, a labidoptress? What? I, I couldn't <laughs> remember the, for the life of me. I could not remember the. We're, the we're also dealing with having to listen to this through an accent. Like it's, it, we were never. I was never going to pick up that word. I didn't know Holly Berry was going to be in this. I reckon saw her. In I think the, she was uh, in the trailer. Was she really? Yeah, she yeah. was in the trailer. I never caught her in the trailer. Yeah, I've, as soon as you see her with the glasses, you're like, oh, you're going to be the American version of Merlin. Yep. See, I didn't immediately assume that, but it's that's fair to assume. I, I like that dynamic, though, that like, underlying plot of, like, Kingsman and Statesman staff being, like, not recognized and feeling unimportant compared to, compared to actual agents. Like, Merlin makes a line being like, I guess they didn't kill me because I'm just staff and not an agent. And then Ginger Ale has, like, the jealousy, like, I, like I've apply to be an agent several times. Well, whiskey votes against her every time. Right. And I'm guessing it has to be unanimous. Probably. But yeah, I like their dynamic as the two underappreciated... Yeah, super, like, probably the most crucial it's, Yeah, they're so portion. crucial, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong, Whiskey's really good at killing people with his guns, but, you know, without <laughs> the intel coming into it into his ear by a ginger ale... I love that she's a soda. Everyone else is a booze. She's right. just... A mixer? Exactly. Well, Merlin wasn't a knight at the round table either. No, I know. So It, it, it follows the dynamic. It tracks. I just think it's funny. It's it's, yeah. it's fun with the theme. I don't think that their names work as well. No, I don't like... Tequila bothers me. Tequila doesn't... I like their names. 
I don't I don't like them as much as the Knights of the Round Table names. Yeah. But I like I like the the theme. Yeah, so Matt Matt got really angry about it when we first talked about yes, this movie. Did. Like ranted and raved and, and through that rant and rave I do think that he did gleam one piece of information that I think could have been valuable. I think you could have used stuck with famous people's names, you could have stuck with presidents probably wouldn't have been a good idea, but like founding fathers. You know. You it, you could have, but at the same time their front is a distillery. Yeah. you got to change the entire organization and write them into, like, we give White House tours. No, but... <laughs> no, I'm, 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 you don't have to do that. I know. Yeah, because like, the round table didn't make suits either, so... What are all the other names are? I think there's, like, a rum. There's definitely a rum. It's probably rum, yeah. Vodka. I hope he's, like, a Russian defector. <laughs> right. <laughs> if we're going to be stereotypical about it. Classic. Oversized guy. Beer. He has beer. He says a jackass. Beer. Yeah. Wine is like a pompous douche. <laughs> <laughs> we got a million of them, folks. All day. Send in your other statesman code name possibilities to zthpodcast at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at zthpodcast. So, let's talk villain. Let's talk villain. <clears throat> Poppy. Poppy sucks. Poppy yeah, goes out of nowhere. There she is. She has a thing for 50s culture. She has her own. I really like the look of Poppyland. I think that's really cool for an evil megalomaniac right. or whatever to have. I agree. That's that's where she stops being cool, though. Yep. Uh, nope, nope, that's not quite true. She does name her dogs Benny and Jet and has Elton John under her control. That's a fantastic uh, joke that most people are going to miss. I missed Jet, so I didn't get I that. I saw Benny, I missed Jet. Yep, yep, her dog's name are Benny and Jet. Now... Do they explain the f- affinity for 50s culture, or that's just she, what she's into? No, no, because she's giving the... It's in whatever her monologue yeah, is. Yeah, her, her final interview, like the final part of her inter- interview, she's like, I grew up around this type of 50s culture with the bowling alley and the movie theater. See, if there was like a more of a connection to it, and they touched on it more, if I would have enjoyed it a little bit more, I feel. She's just very one note. It's very rushed. She's not very well established, yeah. and uh, she's not good. And she's 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 just insane. That's it. That's it. She just wants to be recognized as I'm a business, crazy business tycoon, I guess. But she with with being a uh, narcotics dealer, yeah, she she's not going to get the recognition that she feels she deserves. Well, I mean, that's, I, that's her motive. Is, and the thing is, like, it's a trope that I've 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 heard before in other movies about how like one of Pablo Escobar's big things when, like, he started getting real pompous and, like, forward. It was like, I make more money than most companies in the United States do. You know, like, these guys, like, these they have, like, these monster businesses. What they're happy with just the fuck ton of money they have. Right? Like, I don't know. I don't get it. I guess it's an ego thing. It is. It's, yeah. it's an ego thing. You run an illegal... Uh, that can't... This is getting into other things. True. I found it a little ridiculous that she... It's not like she was just the head of a major drug cartel. She was drugs. Yeah, she was in, the drug cartel. She was like all drugs ever, period, end of discussion. It didn't matter what type of drug you were into, how long you've been... Like, she... She even had a graphic for that. Yeah. She owns all drugs. That's just not how drugs work. So let's get to the meat grinder. Oh, yeah, let's, let's do that. What what was the point? I mean, besides it looking like cool, all right, that's a cool different death. But why make the guy eat the burger, man? This is... Because she's insane. But well, I mean, she has the one line that if you work for me, you will follow yeah. every rule You'll without do question. She says without question. So over the top and unnecessary. Yes, I would definitely unnecessary. Over the top and unnecessary. Yes, but. It does, it, like, all it is is just solidifying her crazy and proving that she's not kidding around when she's going to make ask you to do crazy things and she expects you to do it. That's all. Like, when she cooks the burger, I figure, all right, that's it. But then he comes back and she I thought the bur- eats it? Like, I, I honest, <laughs> honestly, I thought what was going to happen was he, he was going to essentially see her put the burger on, or he's going to come back from his makeover, and she was going to put a burger in front of him, and he's going to have to, like, fight to deal with chewing it. And then, like, in the moment, be like, you don't think you're eating another human, right? No, I fed that to the dogs. And then it's going to be a shot of Benny and Jet chomping on, like, burger. Mm-hmm. Robot dogs. And eat. leg. 
know, probably not. No, probably not, but it was just, that would have been a way to make it not, you know, involve cannibalism. Yeah, that's what I wanted to see, that would have saved it for me, or the other possibility was going to be like, when he's about to take a bite, she'd be like, whoa, 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 stop, like, get it, like, you don't actually have to eat the burger, I just wanted to see if you would. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but instead, he takes a bite, swallows it, and she's like, oh, yeah, it's good. Pushes it down. Yeah. so, ugh. It, it appears that you can get your golden circle wherever the fuck you want. Trap stamp. Somebody gets the trap stamp, yeah. I gotta go back to the, the, the poppy burger thing. Sure. sure. Just, it's one of the things I don't like in movies that have weird villains like this. Who would work for a woman who would make you eat your good friend that you just killed? The problem is at that point you're too far in. You may have only have just gotten the job, but you're a little too far in now. But you already knew what was happening, like... Like, he didn't even have the job yet. She's like, kill your friend. I'm like, no, later. I'll run. Like, yeah, you got mines, but... After you killed your friend and threw him in the meat grinder... But you know that's going to happen to you! Right, yeah, you, and she goes, go next door, get your gold circle. Like, oh, yeah, sure, see you later. <laughs> Out of here. Out of, yeah, <laughs> that would have made sense. Or maybe even gotten the makeover and just left anyways, and still left, because... Shit, you realize what type of crimes you could commit if you can't leave fingerprints... I actually think it would have been an amazing scene if, uh, instead of him going and getting the brand or whatever, like, he left and he ran away, and then in the background you hear, because he hit a mine. Right. That would have been good. <laughs> that would have been actually yeah. very funny. Because the guy, that guy's useless in the movie. He doesn't True. even fight anyone. Yeah. He has one other, well, they include him in something, but you could He's, use another He shows up again, and then they murder him. Right, and he's yeah. the one that gave drugs out the drugs. Yeah. yeah, that's right. So he doesn't survive very long anyways. Nope. He nope. gets killed by Benny and the Jets. There's a lot of like choices this movie makes where like I don't know what we're discussing I think would make it better to be honest. Yeah. We can fix a lot of the movies we we, we don't like. <laughs> true. It's also easy from an outside perspective cuz I'm going to defend Matthew Vaughn here. Matthew Vaughn is a very good director. Right I like now. everything of his I've ever seen. He still does this movie and stays true to the style. He's never done a sequel before. Yeah. This is the first time any of his movies have ever gotten a sequel or that he's signed up to that he's directed. It wasn't anything. Uh, he had nothing to do with Kickass Two. He was probably a producer, but yeah, he didn't. I think he got direct, a producer he's for never it. directed a sequel. I want you a producer. No, I, we already we went over this during the first Kingsman. 100% Did we? He was a producer. Okay. Yeah. I think it might have been a writer or a co-director. Uh, he. I don't know. I don't think he wrote it. He definitely wasn't co-director. Hmm, technically, think he wrote this either. But so, and he even said that writing this movie was the most difficult experience of his life. So he did write this he movie. Had, he, yeah. He he okay. has no source material to work on. Yeah. Which, whereas he did for the first one. True. And he's never done a sequel before. And it's really easy to fall into sequelitis. I'm sure if any of us did mm-hmm. write a successful movie and then had to follow it up, we'd also make mistakes. Sure. That's why most sequels are not nearly as good as the original. Yeah. I mean, some, obviously some are better. Mm-hmm. Looking at you, Winter Soldier. <laughs> Empire. Empire. Also yeah. Empire. Going away from Poppy, but staying with the villain idea... I think this movie suffers from over-villains. I think there are too many bad guys in this. Because everywhere you turn, you run into another piece-of-shit bad guy. The President of the United States in this movie, piece-of-shit bad guy. I was waiting to get into this. You can make an argument that there are four villains in this movie. Yeah, four. One of them is really basically a henchman, but there are four villains in this movie. You got Charlie, you got Poppy, you got the President, and then you got... um, Whiskey. Whiskey. I don't want anything to do with the President of this movie. I wanted his part to be cut out completely. Yeah, it's real stupid. It's a real, real dumb... It's just a waste. And I think it's only in there for subtle political undertones. I guess, but that was... If that was trying to be subtle, he didn't do it very well. Because he fucking beat us over the head with it. Right, and then... Every few scenes, it was the fucking president coming back on. You make the impeachment implication (laughs) at the end of it. Oh my god. I just want to go to a movie and not deal with this crap that's going on yeah. in real life. Like, this movie runs long. It's 220 it minutes. You could cut out the president stuff. You Because you, this movie could use about 15 to 20 minutes less. And that's it. what you cut out. You cut out anything extra from the president. So you need to have, like, the very bare minimum of the president watching it and be like, what the hell are we going to do about this? Cut, end. We don't see any more of the president. That's it. Then you don't have to deal with them getting put, the, the people that are... With the blue rash getting put in fucking crates piled up in a football stadium. Right. Those shots were useless. Outside 
the fact that, you know... Like, it looked to... a little interesting, but other than that, it yeah. serves no purpose. Yeah. They, they managed to use some cool CGI there, but it doesn't do anything. And then it leaves you with a big problem at the end of the movie, which is, you tell me all these people get cured, they get out of their cages, and they're not like, um, guys, the president put me in a fucking cage. That's why they impeached the president. Yeah, but that woman is the one that says that she brought the whole thing to attention. Like, nobody would have said anything. I don't know. was the implication. Also, the timing of that whole blue rash to... To death? Well, it was to mania, to death, right? To paralysis. Paralysis yeah, to death is supposed to be 12 hours. Yeah. Right? It's 12 hours. They do not stick to that rule, they don't, I don't think. They don't stick to it. And I thought mania, like the dancing, I thought that was going to be like more of a thing than it was. And I kind of wanted it to be. I would have loved for them to just be, like, trying to get around somewhere, and there's just thousands of people manically dancing in the streets. So like, like they really funny. Like, they can't well, they drive anywhere. In the hospital scene, all the, all the people that were admitted to the hospital with, with the, initially the, the just the blue veins, they were dancing in the beds. Right, mm-hmm. but like it, was, were, it was quick, and they, they were yeah. showing you the symptoms. Like, it would have been good if it factored into uh, the Galaheads trying, like, to do something, and there's people dancing, and they can't, yeah. you know? <laughs> That's fair, I guess, but then again, that's adding even more time to this movie. <laughs> True. But take out the president and include that, I don't think it feels like such Cause you could, as you could, long of a movie. I don't even think it feels long, it just, it could have used less. Yeah. Felt, felt long to me. I was never bored during this. I was never bored, I, 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 by the end of it I knew I was there for two hours and however many minutes. So I didn't, I didn't feel it, I just know that there was, they could have left stuff on the cutting room floor that they didn't. Galahad getting his uh, memories back? I saw Mr. Pickle coming from a mile away. I don't know if anyone else did. I didn't, actually. No. Like, when they, they tried to drown him. Yep. Which was a cool scene, and it led to a good line where he was like, I don't think I want to work for you if my employer's going to, like, try to drown me. I yeah. thought that was Little funny. do you know, Harry Hart. Yeah. I think I almost said out loud in the theater, just bring back, like, a Mr. Pickle puppy, and we'll, we'll be good to go here. <laughs> <laughs> After he comes back, um, it's very Star Trek-y with uh, the search for Spock. After Spock dies and they bring Spock back, they have he has to get his memories back. It's like almost well, yeah. It's the exact same story. That's fair. The exact same mm. story. I thought of that quite often. I'm fine there. It's it's it's, it's not a knock. It's just because yeah. you know what. A lot of times when they, do, when they do, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But that, that's not even the first time that they've borrowed that type of that type of movie trope. I'm fine. The uh, the thing with whiskey. He regains his memory like that. It's like, how many times has this happened before that they know just to have to show him this picture? They show him one picture and say she died, and all of a sudden his memories come back. Well... He got shot in the brain, too. They were saying that they were they couldn't have... They, they, they didn't have a way to perfect the, the bring-back process, right? Mm-hmm. So, now they, now they have something that will definitely bring you back with... If it's a dead relative, Mr. Pickles is dead type of idea. I guess. And they got to and injected him with the thing far quicker than they yes. got to. Yes. Actually does it Gal- almost immediate. Yeah. That's almost instantaneous. Gal had who knows how long he was... He could have been out for a half hour half or so, half hour, right? 40 minutes. I mean, the framing of the the cutting in the movie makes it seem like Valentine walks away and then the chopper shows up like immediately. I was like... I feel like Valentine should be asking questions about this. Right. I don't, yeah, and I, and I just chalked that up to the way that they were shooting the scene just to... Yeah, that's what it was yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, they're not going to be like, 30 minutes later, and then the helicopter come in, they just blended the I mean, whole thing together. they could have been, I'm glad they didn't. Yeah. But they could I think they just, I, I thought it was a cool blend, honestly, to go from one to what is now new material for the movie. I didn't care for him visually seeing butterflies. Once or twice, maybe, but I, th- I felt like they went back to it quite often. I do like the fact that he's not sharp yet. Like, when he tries to... Matters maketh man. Matters maketh man, and he tries to, the umbrella launch the pint glass, and he misses completely. Yeah. I'm like, okay, he's not there yet. Because if he just regained everything yeah. all at once... And he shoots the dart and has to knock out the guy with the fire extinguisher. I love that part. Yes. I'm fine with all... I, I loved all that. He's got to get his groove back. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then when it actually matters the most, when he gets to... Populated. He gets back to the island, he's fucking awesome again. Yes. Yeah. He, <laughs> he, he, he gets to populate and it is over. Because yes. on the mountain, he looks weak. He looks, just looks like he does not belong. Yeah. Like when he shows up to the cabin, he's just not feeling it, you know? Which brings me to... So I, I didn't buy Whiskey's motivation as much. 
I hate the fact that they made him a bad guy in the first place. A, yeah, I hate. He's, I, he's I not didn't... a double agent. He's not working for anyone but himself. Yeah, or the share price really. It's really stupid. They don't need to have that in this movie. They don't. And I also feel like whiskey got way too much screen time. <laughs> yes, too I, much whiskey. There's too much whiskey and not enough tequila. Agreed. Yeah, Channing, I, Channing Tatum is so good in this. Yes, yeah, but he's, he's underutilized. He really he is. is. He's like, like you see him in action when they like bust in, which is great, which was awesome. And then you find out that he smokes pot, fucking obviously, and he gets put on ice for the rest of the movie. Yeah. Literally put on ice for the rest he of the movie. Sure does. He gets frozen uh, in carbonite. Awful. Awful, awful, awful. And also Jeff Bridges, also underutilized. Yeah. yeah. Was, I f- thought he was really good in this. I thought it was a cool dynamic with his character. Him and Channing Tatum, they need to be heavily featured in the third one. Yes. I hope they so. They should be. Because... Or at least... Well, in, I mean, they're, they're going to do the Statesman thing, but it, Channing yeah. Tatum's like with Kingsman right now. I don't know. But... Yeah, <laughs> that was fun. That was great. That was fun when you came out with the hat. Yes. You know, I think that both of them would way more interesting than whiskey ever was yeah. and it's stupid that those roles should have been flipped and then no bad guy well the fact I mean it's it, easy to Monday morning quarterback yeah but there was no the problem was it was it was it was too obvious so Eggsy pulls out the antidote and whiskey like catches it in his eye and then you can tell that he obviously went to break it and then based off of that you know as soon as that vial came out, you know it's gonna break, right? Oh everybody, yeah, everybody yeah. knew it. Yeah. Like it's a glass vial. Yeah. He's holding it, kind of weird. Like, yeah. take it out, you stupid moron. Prior to that, though, can we talk about the uh, the music festival? Yes, we can. Talk sure, about the incredibly graphic espionage. Yeah. I mean, are we gonna have one of those? Uh, I think so. I think the scenes. Yeah, like, that's gonna be going forward. Like, I mean, did it. you see Kickass? It's kind of. Yeah. It's kind of his thing. He, he enjoys writing fun moments like that. Yeah, the anal sex in the first one that just kind of came out of nowhere. Then I was totally fine with that that joke in the first movie. Yeah, that, that, that was cool. Me at all. Yeah, no, that was no, cool. exactly. It's just I guess this is what he's gonna like we're, for Kingsman three. We're he just get, has one moment like this in every movie. We'll get a different orifice. <laughs> I <laughs> I thought that logically it was pretty stupid. The scene itself didn't work out logically. You sir are a high end world saving spy. If you need to put your finger into another person, you're going to fucking do it. Without calling your princess girlfriend, you're not going to do it. I was fine with that. I think that was better that he yeah. did that, that the whole thing happens. It just, it's, it's better their relationship dynamic. And the it, fact that she, if he's willing to marry her, that she's like, yeah, it's fine. If I can have that kind of security. Yeah, and then what does he do? whoever you want for that. And then what, and then what does he do? He says, oh, I, mm, uh, say yes. Say yes for crazy. Like there was I just I. He's he's it, just it, a kid inside. Like he's not gonna jump into marriage at that exact moment. That's, also, that's a terrible proposal. Is I want to sleep with this girl. Like I have to. I have to sleep with this girl to save the world. Well, as long as you marry me, you I'm fine. We can get married. <laughs> if I survive. Although she does have one of my favorite one one line zingers in this in, in the entire movie. She's a she's a tar. I, I have to sleep with a target. What does that make me target practice? <laughs> that was that one was so quick and easy that I I really enjoyed that little little one liner. Eggsy knows a lot about spirit animals, frozen jaguars. Yeah, I think he's just a good bullshit artist. <laughs> no, there was some they they explained this. Instagram, uh, Instagram. He's been he's been following her on Instagram. Oh right, because he's uh he's like reading her basically. Yeah. yeah. So at some point. They they write her like a basic white chick. Because so. he's a good spy. Yeah. And good spies know how to use Instagram. Yeah, and Tinder, apparently. Mm-hmm. Swipe left, swipe right. Yeah, so I think that's what it was. Like, she posted a picture right after she got her tattoo. Probably some very long post with a lot of emojis about how the Black Panther is her spirit animal. So he just he just had the information. Yeah. Or he saw her tattoo on a picture on Instagram. Yeah, but what I'm saying that is... Happened. Oh, you're just saying that that's how... And that's then he, how just, he just read it into it from there. Oh, he read into it from there? Right. Okay. So I have an email that I'm pulling up now from John, who I saw Kingsman with. John writes, it's a little long, so hang, bear with me. Hello, gents, I have a lot to say, so hang on to your boots. Kingsman the Golden Circle was fun. It does not hold up to the original, but I can't deny having had a good time watching it. The movie had a lot of what the first Kingsman had, where it lacked most heavily was it in its villain, 
Poppy's plan was terribly thought out. She was sadistic and unhinged compared to Valentine and came across cool and calculating. This isn't bad, however, for someone who is supposed to be super smart, her plan was kind of super dumb. Even if she got her way, no one would forgive her for what she did, and she wouldn't have been in the spotlight like she wanted. Spotlight like she wanted, holy shit. Uh, the new gadgets were cool, and the action scenes were good, although I still don't know how I feel about the robot dogs. And obviously no scene could live up to the church scene from the original. That said, Elton John, am I right? Oh, we didn't even touch on that yet. A lot of Elton. Yeah. Too much Elton. We're going to touch on that. We're going to probably have to touch on that quickly. Yes. You mentioned the tease of the characters like Roxy, Tequila, and especially Merlin getting their hands dirty on a larger scale. We'll talk about Merlin soon. Uh, one thing I did notice in the movie was they had characters say cool lines after defeating someone. Something they joked about in the first is not that kind of movie. Not <laughs> sure how I feel about that. And uh, he wants to leave it with a final question for us. My question for you is this. In my opinion, this movie seems more comic booky compared to the first and yet has less to pull from. Do you think that's the reason it didn't seem as good, or is it due to something else? Looking forward to the episode, John. P.S. I watched Man vs. Snake when it first came out on Netflix a while back, and kept forgetting to mention it when I wrote in. It's a surprisingly good story about life in little town America. Everyone should watch it. Right on. Now to his question. So, thank you, John. Thank you, John. Uh, I personally think that the answer to his question is something we've already talked about, which was too many villains. I think if they streamlined this movie and they focused on one, like one, so if they focused on, if they made Poppy really good, focused on her, and then the henchman, Charlie, and that was it, I think that this movie jumps and it becomes much better. I agree with you. It does work way better if they cut down the whole whiskey and president thing and just write, well, not write, but plan out yeah. Poppy and Charlie's adventure. Great caper. Better. Yeah. I had too much to live up to, also. Also that. It was, it was dead on arrival. And you're taking away the uh, the best aspect of the first one is the training, right? Yeah. We, we all felt that from, from the first movie, and Eggs is already trained. We're not training anyone new, so this this is it. So, Unless they wanted to do... Um... Like, a statesman, let me show you the ropes of how things work when you're in the Americas. Well, we'll probably get that with a statesman spin I think we're going to get that with a statesman spin off. Definitely. So. Okay, so we have two major characters that we need to talk about. <laughs> well, we have a major character we have to talk about, and we have a character we have to talk about. Fair. <laughs> Elton John's a major character. Yeah, but he's playing himself. So, what? <laughs> he breaks the fourth wall. He breaks the fourth wall. I'm trying to think of where Why that is. He drop kicks one of the dudes in the face, and it, the camera slows down, and it's just Elton John turning to look straight into the camera oh, yeah. and smile. He did everything but wink at us when he when they went into slow motion and he kicked the dude in the face. He's the funniest guy in the movie. His scenes <laughs> hit so hard. I, I thought I was going to get like annoyed with him, but nope, not the case at all. Oh, I think they slightly overused. Elton John. I think they overused him. They like, definitely they overused much. him. But it's fu- like he was he was very funny. Every time he looks at Poppy and just is like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> and then when he freaks out on the guy, get out of my fucking room! So <laughs> get out! <laughs> Go get the fuck out of my room! Even when they don't have audio on them in the rooms, they're still <laughs> yes, you can still yes, see yes, him yes, yelling. Yes, at yes, <laughs> That's very very well done. Yeah. It's just the fact that she's an Elton John fan and kidnapped him. And it's under the guise of Valentine kidnapping famous people. It would have been a shame for her. It would have been a waste if she hadn't. Right? Yeah. I love when he uh, altered Saturday nights for Wednesday nights. Wednesday night. Isn't it Saturday after? <laughs> what day is it? Wednesday. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> that worked. I didn't... I think he interferes a little bit too much. He with, does. Uh, the, 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 the dog final. thing? Yes. They're programmed to like me. You're, you're fine. I feel like the whole time she could have overwritten that, yes. and he, she doesn't until the end. It's eh. yeah. until it gets too until it's yeah. too little too late. But it it seemed like Harry wasn't like handling the dog thing very well. Like, he was terrified of it. He kept like I mean, to be fair, he's shooting it and throwing everything he has at it, and it's not guess, slowing it down. Just, it just seems it just seems like he was running away out of fear, not running away to try to get a better position. The, the anal joke they make at the end of that is, is a pretty fun callback to the first oh, movie. Oh, backstage pass. Backstage pass. Oh, oh yeah. my god, I, I missed the anal joke <laughs> out of there. Just, yeah, I didn't pick up that much. I'm, 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 like, I'm glad they went 
Can not I, gross with this. Can I have super but subtle? Go gross. Can I have two <laughs> tickets to your next concert? Two tickets. I'll give you the backstage pass. And then he does wink. He winks. He there. does wink. So yeah. Um, <laughs> in the theater. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't. I didn't pick up that that was an animal joke. But Definitely. you're absolutely right. It's very funny that uh, Elton John is the Deus Ex Machina in this movie. Yes, yeah. he is. Now, <laughs> before all that, Merlin. Yep. Yes. Merlin goes on the mission. His first real mission. Part of the team does not last very long. This is my favorite part of the movie. Yeah. See, I th- I think it's fitting, and it's and it's emotional. But I also think it's stupid that it happens because they could have just found a rock. Like he freezes it and put freezes the mine, pushes Eggsy off its steps on himself. He could have used that time at, to find a rock and then freeze it and then put the rock on it so nobody dies. Correct. I guess. I mean, heavy enough rock for that. He's he's got to spray fast. He's got a split second. No, I mean find the rock first. Eggsy's still standing on it. Yeah. I mean they're in the jungle. There's got to be. They're in the jungle and there's guards like right there. <laughs> Yeah, but the exact same amount. You could have found something or used something in your bag. Plus, it's a pretty time-sensitive mission at this point, too. Well, whatever. Anyway, it didn't have to happen, but it's... I'm it, glad it happened. It's it's well done. Like, even they teach you that even that Merlin knows that they have better luck if Eggsy's out there. Yeah. He's all about the mission. He puts it first. Yeah, and, it, and it, it's a big payoff for everything that we've seen out of Merlin leading up to that point. So you have Merlin showing up to Eggsy's spot and being, like, hurt that all of them are gone and hurt that he wasn't even targeted. targeted. Like, all of his friends died in one fall swoop and you didn't even have the courtesy of taking me out with you. Problem one. Then you have him actually breaking down when he's drinking all the whiskey, which I thought was kind of a cool little Because he blamed himself. That was a great scene, too. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was fun. It was a fun little scene. Then you have all throughout... Like, he's singing, at the end of that, he's singing the, the John Denver song. beautiful singing voice. Oh, he my does. God. Oh, it was they great. They, I loved it. All right, so he sings at the end of the whiskey scene. Yes. And then when he's um, trying to get Harry back, you know, get, get his memories back. Or to prove said, that he's, no, no, it's to prove that he's he's all there. Right, to prove that he's all there. What's my favorite singer? Who's my favorite singer? He's like, how the hell will I know that? It's John Denver. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sings that song. Yeah. Yeah, so, like, that, that fit, too. And just him singing that song, going out like a true champion. Oh my god! I loved it. it yeah, was just I, well done. The, the bagpipes in the background, it fit perfectly. Yeah, yeah. headbutts the first guy. Yes, and then belts out the last couple bars as they all continue to get closer. Anyways, I thought I thought that was really good. I that's my favorite scene of the movie, hands down. I like walking back to my car, stuck in my head. It's up there for me. Yes, I think it's I think it's probably my second favorite. Then we get the uh, final showdown. Which I thought that the utility of the devices that they had was awesome. Specifically the briefcase. So the briefcase was a machine gun for a while, and then it turned into a body shield for a while. I love the technology, too, where they can see through it. The gadgets are amazing. Yes. The gadgets are they so are cool. so good in this franchise. Yeah. The gadgets were have always been good. They... They... They do what they need to do in this movie to make them live up to what we got in the first movie. So in the first movie, we got a lot of cool gadgets, but they were all, like, things that we've heard of before. Uh, a lighter that's a bomb, or, you know, so on and so forth. The shoot the umbrella's new. Well, yeah. Actually, you could argue Batman Returns kind <laughs> of borrows from that. Yeah. Well, new for this franchise. Yeah. But the see-through technology is The see-through new. technology is awesome. At least I think... I think so, yeah. I think, yeah. I don't. Did, did they see through the umbrella in the first one? I can't remember. The, yes. Okay. Yeah, and in, in the bar fight, you right. see him. You can see that. Uh, yeah. All right. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Probably. That would make sense if that was. I there. should know. I've seen that movie enough times. <laughs> but yeah, so the watches are cooler. Yeah. Watches are a little cooler. Um, it's it's well choreographed. Mm. If that action scene seems a lot. It, there's no, I guess there is CG in it, but you don't feel it as much. I get than compared to the opening one. It's it's the same level of CG we got in the first movie in general. Right. I, I enjoyed this one a lot more. Enjoyed the what? The action scene at the end of the movie compared to the oh, beginning. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Nothing compares to the church scene from the first movie, but it's tough to live up to. This was close though, and I mean it's only close because there's 
two Kingsmen in the fight at the same time, which I thought added a fun new dynamic to it, and there was more guns involved. Like, the church scene, what makes the church scene awesome, and it's not that it isn't awesome, because it is, but that's mostly hand-to-hand with a bunch of, whichever Kentuckians walked into church that day with a gun. Very few guns. They're not trained operatives. Yeah, very few guns, where this is a lot of guns, and you're still getting the, the actual hand-to-hand stuff that you were getting, so... Right, and I believe this is the first time you see Harry and Eggsy both at the top of their game, like, fighting together. Yeah, yeah. 100%. Mm -hmm. It just gets a little ruined when you get to the dogs. Too much dog. Yeah, they leaned on that a little little heavy for my tastes. I agree. It's as if they needed to extend the movie. Like, they're obviously going to kill all of the basic bitch operatives that are, like, working in the donut shop or the movie theater. Like, that's obvious. That's not... They're not going to have trouble with that. Yeah. So, when they get inside, how do they not just kill Poppy and, me- like, defeat Poppy immediately? I mean, well, they, they pretty much do, because she's, she's the... useless as far as she is. a final boss What I mean is, like, they walk in, they say something to her, and then they have to sick the dogs on her. So now they have to run out for another five-ish minutes yeah. of them either fight him either fighting... Alright, so then they have five villains, because the dogs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> And they, do, they, wait, they don't kill her right away because they have to get the access code, right? Which is the dumbest access code because I don't get the joke. Did you get the joke? I didn't get the joke. Viva Las Vegas. That's like a 50s reference because Elvis saying Viva Las Vegas. And then she did Viva Las Vegan, I guess that's like a... That's cruel irony because she fucking cooks people and feeds them to people? Yeah. I don't know. Um, sure. And that's you're, you're absolutely right. That's probably what the joke is. But she says, get it. Like, no, they wouldn't get it. I guess you're ODing and you're dying. Yeah, she is, so. she is yeah. experiencing some crazy mania. Well, she's probably never been on heroin before. And now no, she's... but I mean, <laughs> she's on the tainted heroin and they sped up the process. Yeah, so right. she's going through it so fast yeah. and then ODs and dies. Because actually doesn't know about drugs. That was a really fun line. Throwaway yeah. line. He's like, why does everyone think I know about drugs? <laughs> probably because you hang out with a dude who smokes <laughs> crystal meth. That, that scene, that was a little crazy for me too. The fact that it, like his one friend was like smoking pot in his apartment, which is fine. I'm cool with that. But then his other friend, when he realizes that he has the blue rash, is smoking crystal meth. I'm like, that's a little... I didn't even pick up on it. Yeah. Because they say crystal meth, and then he tur- then the black friend turns to him, and he's got he's got a crack pipe in his hand. And he's lighting it from underneath just the same way that you smoke crack, or crystal meth for that matter. Okay, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I've seen Breaking Bad. That's fair. You have seen Breaking Bad. Uh, all right, we are running very long, so yeah. I'm going to get into my favorite scene, I guess, because yes. we already did sequels. Right. My favorite scene is the introduction of tequila. Its strong second is Merlin's unfortunate death scene. Yeah. Self-sacrifice. But I just think it's really cool. They introduce a new character who is immediately likable and powerful on screen. He holds his own against a fully trained <laughs> Kingsman agent and Merlin, who is almost as dangerous as a... Because he's... He's a badass in the first movie, too. I can't get into this right now, but he's great. So the fact that he's able to hold his own and just... This whole speech about manners, I loved it. Like, he's he's a really likable character in Chang Tain and before the hell out of him. So I, I love the, the tobacco. Yeah, he just... <laughs> the tobacco switch yep. patches the barrel and meat. That's, That's Statesman 63 Reserve. Now it's personal. Yeah. Corey, what's your favorite scene? And then we'll do least favorite, and then we'll... Do My favorite scene is when they are riding the gondola down... Specifically, the fact that you would get to see the full extent of the lasso, the the, the extendable lasso, I thought that was really cool. Um, That's a great scene. Yeah, it's just a fun, it's a fun action sequence, um, all the way up until we get to see Whiskey doing agent like murking of a small army of people. Yeah, that was really cool yeah. combat with the yeah. guns. It was cool. With gu- it was a cool combat with guns. Biggest downfall of that scene is that you don't get to show any Kingsmen doing anything because they're just hiding in the house. I hate that my favorite, one of my favorite scenes in this movie has nothing to do with the Kingsmen. Statesmen are basically American Kingsmen. It's fun. That's fair. Least favorites. My least favorite scene is, uh, just, it's not even a scene, it's just the least favorite part of the movie is Whiskey being a traitor. We already touched on this. Right. It adds nothing to the movie, it just serves to make it longer and give more screen time to a character who's not interesting, because I tried to make him interesting with the memory flashback. It was like too little, too late. Oh, I'm like this because meth heads killed my family. It's, uh, that's a, throw, a throwaway line at that point. Your motivation is stupid. Your motivation is stupid no matter which way you cut it. Even if meth heads did kill your family, it doesn't justify killing millions yeah, of other ones. Like, you should be mad at those meth heads, not people who once in a while smoke pot. 
Yeah. And at that and to that end, you probably should have killed those meth heads by now. You he are may have. He, may probably, he probably did. did. Sure did. My least favorite scene is any scene with the president. That's that's very strong candidate. He's a he's. <laughs> hey. Uh, no, he doesn't add anything to it. I, you, you could have accomplished anything else, adding a different character, just getting rid of him completely. And I again, I feel those scenes are so unnecessary. It did make the movie feel a little bit long. Anytime he was on screen, I, I kind of pulled my phone out. I'm like, all right, how much longer I got? My least favorite scene is actually a combination of the two of yours, I think. Nice. I, to be honest, I mean, I hated the final fight with Whiskey. I didn't like how douchey the president was most of the time. And I think you could have utilized that time much more effectively by giving us what everybody wanted, more Channing Tatum. So they took away what I would have, what I wanted more of, and they gave me more of what I didn't ask for. Yep. The worst possible scenario. Right, but again, the end of the movie, you see uh, Channing Tatum dressed in the nines in front of the Kingsman Taylor shop, right? So that's that's happening. Yeah. Yeah. So can't wait for that. That's going to do it for our review, our, our long review of Kingsman the Golden Circle. Thanks for bearing with us. Here is the part of the podcast where we give the movie that we just reviewed a rating. A rating system works as follows. We give each movie a score using Infinity Stones from 1 to 6. 1 is the lowest score, 6 is the highest score. If you give a movie 6 stones, you can also have the option to give it a gauntlet, which is the highest possible score. Starting with Corey. This movie, for all of its flaws, weird political subtones, too many villains, a main villain that didn't live up to the main villain we got in the first one, and a weird CGI fight opening was still entertaining. I still enjoyed it. I still really felt like I was behind Eggsy the whole time. I was pulling for, you know, Harry to come back. The movie does accomplish what it sets to accomplish, just not as well as the original movie, and with some some flaws. This movie's going to get three stones for me. Sequel. This movie does have a lot of flaws. I said at the top, it probably should have been a one-off. But this movie was entertaining enough that if they do make more sequels and more spin-offs, I am going to see them. Um, hopefully, not just because you have to? Not just because I have to. Hopefully Matthew Vaughn's talented enough, and if he's attached to these projects going forward, he can learn from the mistakes of this one. And uh, make a, you know, cut out the bullshit <laughs> going forward. I'm going to give it three and a half stones. Like I said at the top, the first movie is one of my favorite movies, so I think it's amazing. So it's hard to live up to that. And this like this movie's a fun action movie. It still stays true to the spirit of the original one. The performances in it are great. Taron Egerton is like gonna be the next great movie star for these kinds so, of huh? for these kinds of movies. He's really he's so good in this movie. He is. I completely buy every single second of him being Eggsy. It's great. Everyone in this movie is great for the most part. I mean, they're, they're, some of them are written great, but the performances they give totally believable. I think John put it really well in his email in this paragraph that I skipped. He said, Joe was right to give the original six stones in a gauntlet. This seems more like four in a shard. I don't give shards, but I agree with you. I think this is in the four scale, so I'm going to give this movie four stones because I would happily watch this movie again, and especially knowing that I think Matthew Vaughn will win from his mistakes in this one, I think the third one will be better, so I'm excited to see that and possibly the Statesman thing. Hopefully he does it. Yeah, I think he, I think he might. Those are our ratings. For Kingsman, The Golden Circle, if you have thoughts upon the movie to share with us, if somehow we didn't touch on the thing that you wanted us to touch on, you can send your thoughts in an email to zthpodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Twitter at zthpodcast. And if you decide to get a Golden Circle tattoo, take a picture of it, send it to us on Instagram at zthpodcast. Visit us on Facebook, facebook.com slash zthpodcast, or search for us in the search bar, Zeros Talking Heroes, Zeros and Heroes end in ES. And last but not least, find us on iTunes, and give us a five-star rating if you're enjoying the show. Help us get out there to more people, like the Golden Circle, I guess, I don't know. I'm grasping at straws here. (laughs) Give us more ratings! And if you give us a five-star rating and want to review the show, we'll read it on the air. That would be awesome, but totally optional. And if you don't want to be bothered to download iTunes if you don't already have it, tell people about the show. Be like, hey, listen to this podcast. You're just talking heroes. I'm a nerd. You're my nerd friend. Listen to this podcast. You'll like it. Next time, here on Zero's Talking Heroes, we're going to be reviewing the movie Sky High. 
No, you did not hear that wrong. We are actually reviewing Sky High. It's a bit of a change up, but it should be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Going back to a kid's movie. We haven't done a kid's movie since like Big Hero 6. I'm going to watch it tonight. Wow. No, it's he's too late. he's yeah. selling it. <laughs> so tune in for that one. It should be a good time. And on behalf of everyone else as usual, remember that every movie is someone's favorite movie. <laughs>